Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer, so naturally when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. Keepers audience, we are so excited to share with you the amazing experience that we had last last weekend at the ACFC first ever game, regular season game, home opener. It was fantastic. Sell out, baby. Yeah, they sold out the Bank of California Stadium. There were 22,000 people there. I mean, just when we when we parked and came out of the parking lot, the atmosphere was amazing. To see everything that you expect to see at a sporting event for women's professional sports, people scalping tickets, people selling scarves outside, you know, the the fan appreciation. There's a whole park set up with food trucks and activities for families and <clears throat> And a DJ, and then you walk into the stadium, and it's packed, and everybody's excited. We sat down in our season ticket seats. They're gorgeous. We got a great view of the field. There's every single kind of person from every neighborhood in Los Angeles sitting, you know, in the stands, in our section. It just felt like this giant city was a small community, and it was it was a an awesome thing to see for women's professional sports. Yeah, it was twenty two thousand, like legit like packed it to the to to the gil <laughs> yeah um scored yeah, the first goal i don't want to repeat i mean and icing on the cake though a win yeah and angel city beats north carolina yeah. who went undefeated in preseason two to one i i i don't have a los angeles team i like i don't care when the lakers win I don't care, you know, when the Sparks win. I don't care, like, when the Dodgers are in the World Series. Maybe a little bit, but not really. But I was standing up in my my seat screaming for Los Angeles when when ACFC scored. And it was so fun. It only took two decades for us to get a team that we felt like it was our own <laughs> here in LA. I know, I know. You, you've been here off and on. <laughs> I know. Right. I, I have lived here years. almost two decades. It's true. And it's always been like players like, Oh, let's go see. So such and just play. But now since you and I got, you know, seat licenses and, you know, well before this all started and there was a huge ramp up, you know, um, but what an amazing if, vibe. They yeah. did a great job of, of bringing all parts of Los Angeles together and selling into every community and really bringing, you know, the, the, the diverse richness of our city together in a way that made everybody happy. You know, the vibe was everyone was talking to each other. Everybody was excited to be there. Everybody was, you know, feeling the energy. Yeah. I can kind of compare it to when we went to the Dolly Parton concert and it was like the most diverse crowd. You're like, Oh, this is how a Dolly Parton concert is, except if you're like never have heard of Dolly Parton and never saw her. Like, you know what I mean? Like this, the buildup was unbelievable. Like, um, and to have like Billie Jean King there. That was another thing. Like just the, having a the, lot of the investors there, you know, having the owners group there, most of them and, and having just, you know, some it's, you know, majority women, 
I want to say like 95% rough guests, just really seminal people in women's sports like Billie Jean King and yeah. 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 And they show like Jennifer Garner on the jumbotron in the middle of the game. She's going nuts. And, um, it was a real atmosphere. Like it was a real legit, like, holy shit. Like this city's into this and like they, they've got something here and, uh, finally this market. Yeah. But from, from me personally, I've been a sports fan for a long time. And the only thing I can compare this to is like Ohio state football games because it was like the first thing I fell in love with as a kid and it's collegiate and it kind of has that vibe, that energy every week with the bands and the pageantry and the history, but all the professional teams I've ever liked in my life have never felt like this. Like I was a, you know, if I went to a football game, like back in the day when I was a Browns fan, it was like, you know, football is kind of, it's a little aggro and it's, it doesn't feel like communal. It's, it's, a, it's aggressive and it's like, um, it's not like this inviting atmosphere. And then, you know, if you go to, when I went to Cleveland baseball games, you know, it's nice and it's, it's people are passionate, but you're right. You hit the nail on the head when it's like, oh, like everyone feels like they're a part of something. Like you almost feel like you were a part of like why they came here and they care about you as the team and the people sitting next to you. You're like, oh, where are you from? Or, is this your seats all year? Like, no, we met some people that, you know, this is our friend's seats, but we'll be back a few times. And, you know, we're going to meet more people as we keep going. And it feels like, um, like you're saying, it feels like a community event. Like you feel like yeah. you're with your neighbors and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe it stays here and we're, we're at this game and I just want to put a cap on this. Like when we went to the women's national team game in Carson a couple months ago, I was like starstruck when these players were warming up in front of us and it was like Rodman and Hatch. And I was like, oh man. And I haven't felt that in a long time because you fall in love as a kid, you fall in love with these athletes, but nothing's ever new, especially nothing's really ever new for me anymore. Like, you know, you, you get older and you're like, okay, like I still like my sports, but since I fell in love with this game just a few years ago, it's all brand new and it kind of feels childlike for me. And it feels like I'm falling in love with a, a new thing and, and you're uh, becoming passionate about these new players and these, this, and everything is brand new to me still. Yeah. Um, and I felt that same way with LA. It's like, oh my gosh, this is new. And our seats were like five, six rows back. You yeah. know, and we see June Endo like, juking people and setting up Vanessa Gilles and it's like for the first goal and it's right in front of us. Yeah. And it's, 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 and then we get to see, yeah, you know, Dabinia, one of the best players in the world score. That's true. In front of, I mean, that's, it's amazing. And, and to your point about being part of a community, it's, it's, it's not only that, but it's like being part of a community that has the potential to, to build community and to do good in the world. I, you know, I, I, I loved that there was a video at the beginning, the, the game, the, our, our home opener was on the 30th anniversary of the Rodney King riots. And that was acknowledged. And there was a video that talked about um, being a, a an organization that was anti-racist and anti-homophobic and anti-sexist and, you know, for human rights and civil rights and equity for all people. And it really feels like we're part of something that actually has a big enough mouthpiece to be a potential lever for change for the better in our country and in our world. And that's, that's really, 
and it's fun. <laughs> You know, yeah, and you're watching a sport. It's fun. It's a game, and they won, and it was awesome. We could talk all. It could be the whole episode. Yeah, but all great. Like I agree with everything you're saying. It's and I just I'm just lost my train of thought because I'm just I'm all over the place. But um, back to being important and being in a community and being um, and having something important to say and stand for. I've never felt that way about sports before. It's always been the sport first. And then it's like, oh, here's this initiative that our sport is doing. This time, everything's building backwards. You know, it's like BLM, women's rights, you know, equal pay. It's mm -hmm. like all like started there. And we're like, the sport is like what's pushing it. That's why it feels bigger than just a game. And we're all there because we love women's soccer. But it's it's engulfed in all these other things that are important. And you're like, this is important. Like a win doesn't even feel like a win. It's like we won. Oh my God, like this is huge because now, I don't know. It just it it's, means it's, so much more in, it's like the, in the context that came of, with it. Yeah. Everything mm -hmm. that how how getting the team, the reason for getting the team, mm -hmm. the, the uh, mo how, you know, majority of the owners are yeah. women. Who brought the team. Yes, you know, all of it. Natalie Portman putting an owner's group together. Yeah, I've never I've never watched a sport like this. Like and and team sports have never built like this. You know what I mean? It's not mm -hmm. like baseball came around and was like we're going to build baseball and this message there was nothing there. And so that's what that's what's really cool honestly is is seeing finally the money and the respect go into all these women's sports cuz it's like duh but you get this great communal aspect to it. Like, it's amazing that like you get to see it grow and, and you feel like you're a, really a part of it. Like, I feel like I have some NFTs of this uh, of this team. Yeah, we could actually. We do, NFTs. in fact, have NFTs. Oh, we do have NFTs. Team. Yes, we do. I just feel like <laughs> I have my little piece. Yeah. And it's important. Uh-huh. So um, it was awesome. They got the victory. Uh, every goal was scored in front of us. Um, yeah. <laughs> immediately, we're like, who's picking up June Indo yeah. on that team? We'll talk more about uh, about her, the MVP of the game. But this is huge. Biggest opening weekend. Oh, should I just hit the thing? Yeah, there hit we go. the thing. It's there the news. Um, so, yeah, biggest opening weekend for attendance for N in NWSL history. The average attendance was 10,150 for the opening weekend. Um, it's the most ever. Which the is highest great. mark was ever, they were, I mean, that's, that's, it was like pretty, pretty much 2,500 more than any other season. So, uh, LA had a big part of that. Boosted by the 22,000 people at Bank of California Stadium. Yeah. The, the leaders on that, of the pack were LA, Portland, of course, and, um, um, and OL Rain. Like, those are their, those are your big ones. Oh, I, but OL Rain at Washington, of course. That's what it says at Audi Field. So, that's awesome. Um, what else do we have on, the, on our news here? Um, well, oh, just, at, just at the game, um, at the ACFC opener, they actually signed the collective bargaining agreement yes. on the field yes. as well. Yeah. I mean, you could go read the whole thing if you want, but the biggest things out of it are an all-star game, which about time, because I want to see skill. I want to see skills competitions. <laughs> I want to see it rival the NBA all-star weekend. Um, but... If it happens in the future, those participating will be given, you know, monetary bonuses, which is cool. And in addition to a bonus, um, you know, you'll get bonuses for being the Shield Award winner, 
championship winner. Like, so you're, there's gonna be bonuses involved in winning games. The thing that's most interesting to me here is that the the equal play lawsuit settlement was contingent upon signing a collective bargaining agreement. So now I want to know what the repercussions are about that, and I haven't seen that in the news yet. Oh well, I'm sure we'll, we will. I'm People sure will we be will. Asking, mm-hmm. and also players are will be allowed to negotiate a no trade clause in their contract, which is sweet. Makes it feel like, oh, look, it's a real sport. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a real thing. We're finally treating these players as actual athletes. Like, oh, you get some say where you go. Like, you get to speak up. You don't just have the, I feel lucky to be playing in this league, which was the attitude for a long time and justifiably, because it's like they all had multiple jobs. And now we're finally getting to this point where it's like, yeah, like we saw this off season, people dictating, Kristen Press, like, yeah, I want to play in LA. Like she had something to do with it. Like these players are dictating where they want to go and you're seeing more player empowerment in all sports, but especially here. It's great. Um, we'll just fly through this part. Ben Olsen is stepping down as a spirit president. He was brought in under the old regime. Um, and actually, um, uh, um, who's the current owner? Is it Michelle Kang? Mm-hmm. She actually has some good words yeah. to say about them. I don't I know mean, if they handled it like a professional. Yeah. Like, uh, this, what are you going to do? I mean, this, this story just makes me smile. Like he, he was brought in, he was unqualified. Uh, he is leaving as he should be. He left like a professional and the organization said goodbye to him like a professional. Great. Yeah. It sounds, I mean, the players didn't like, they had a, a whole statement last year when he got brought in. It wasn't like so much against him. It was just more against like the process of bringing him in. So it sounds like everything was, above board when he was there and it's like okay it was probably just really awkward and it's like get out of here so he's gone um that's it with the news right right i want to hit the thing again <laughs> i like that um oh yeah we had some signings to uh freya olafson signed with racing louisville too so keep your eye on that in the fantasy world uh week one recap we said acfc won two to one portland beat kc three to nothing chicago won two to one over louisville Washington beat Ola Rain two to one, and San Diego won one to nothing over Houston, and Gotham won three to nothing over Orlando. What do we like? What's anything stick out to you week one fantasy wise? Uh, just loved the matchup with Gotham and Orlando. Thought I was going to get a bunch of points out of Mewis and Persh. They delivered. Other than that, I really don't have anything interesting to say about this. So I love to go through like. It's so much. It's so much fun to have week one overreactions because it's just in the especially in the fantasy world, just to be like, "What the hell?" Like, let's overreact <laughs> from this. Um, uh, I want to start with this. All right, Rachel Daly won't be an automatic starter for the season. Um, you mean in fantasy, not on the pitch? And the, uh, of course, as, okay. as a fantasy player, yeah. she had one shot on goal, one key pass. Houston didn't replace Christy Mewis with anyone even comparable. Um, couldn't score against an expansion team. Um, and if you're the Rachel Daly owner in fantasy, you're worried that she doesn't have enough help. Um, uh, but not in a good way, like Jess Fishlock last year. Like she had tons of help, but it felt like she kind of had to carry the torch a little bit and do more. It's not like that. It's like Rachel Daly versus everyone else. Like I'm no disrespect to anyone else on Houston, but having too much to do on a team who can't score is dangerous. I'm not sure who, and that, you know, I'll say this now and she'll score 30 points in week two or something. So, um, legit, legit, uh, worry there. Uh, I mean, reasonable, reasonable concern, but yeah, maybe an overreaction. I just, I, I, 
I think she's going to be less productive than last year, but I don't think she can be kept down because she's just a, a player that, that gets pissed off, makes her own plays and takes a ton of shots all of the time. I'm just so worried about their, their Houston in general. Like what's their yeah. idea? They have no identity. They couldn't score. They couldn't even, they had nothing, not aggressive. I'm just, it's, I, and they gave up the late goal. Like it's a classic Houston. Now I'm like soured on Houston. Like they were the owners of the challenge cup in 2020. And since then they've just been like, meh. You know, it's like yeah. no one's stepping up. I'm, I'm yeah, worried I don't about know. I don't know what their front office is doing. What are you overreacting to? Well, I'm overreacting, and my overreaction is Carson Pickett is not starting in left back for the Courage this year. Mm. Jalene Daniels was starting in her position uh, for the season opener. She was starting in her position for the Challenge Cup semifinals, and I'm just not picking up Jalene Daniels on principle for fantasy points. However, booed, updates... Update, uh, you will be excited that the uh, injury tab on the NBSL website is now updated to availability tab, and there is actual information on it. What? Not for all of the teams. Wait, where is this tab? In the news section? Yes. However, it does list Carson Pickett as questionable for this week with a right lower leg injury. So... Cool. Maybe she's not just disappearing, but we'll be back in a few days. I love it. This is uh, this website. It actually made me more mad. <laughs> Questionable, right. but wait for me. Okay. Give me, give me another overreaction. By the way, I want. think she's playing. I think that's a complete overreaction. She'll be back there. That's her spot. That is her spot when she gets healthy. Uh, Megan Klingenberg is never going to play defense. Mm. Portland played a 2-5-2 against Kansas City. Blew them out. I'm worried they might stick with it, especially as the Klingenberg owner. Um, the good news is she might be a playable midfielder because she dropped 15 points as a midfielder this week, which yeah. 15 points, I'll take that on my roster. Yeah, you will. Um, is she not going to play defense? What are we looking at here? She's got to, right? I mean, it's Can't only week be? one. <laughs> but when you play that well against Kansas City, who is no joke during the Challenge Cup, a lot of they came. I mean, it's possible they? that they go with it with a two-five-two. They got a new coach this year. Maybe, maybe they're gonna mix up their their uh, their formation. But again, it is week one. Okay. What else are you reacting to? Uh, I'm I'm worried that Allie Watt is going to be way less productive in the regular season than she was in the Challenge Cup because she scored an amazing one point this week. Well, but I, I left her on the bench, so that was okay. I see a question on your rundown. Yeah. <laughs> on well, the rundown. are we jumping there? No. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Um, she, I'm just thinking if I should drop her and pick someone else up that's like, you know, maybe not not but double digits productive, but also maybe not quite so sporadic my last overreaction is i'm the casey murphy owner and i'm dropping her i don't know where she went i know she's on that availability list is questionable she is didn't play in the challenge cup semi last night either where are you (laughs) so to answer that question yes drop her i'm answering my own question yes drop her plenty of other good keepers she's not unworldly that you need two keepers on your roster drop her get rid of her get rid of her we saw afc acfc own uh carolina's defense Whatever. You're in a four-team league. Just There's plenty of goalies out there. Drop Murph. What do you need Murph for? Look at the other goalie. Uh, I don't. I disagree. Or Trader. If she's healthy, that's an asset. I'm saying Trader. I, I, I am overreacting to her not playing. It worries me when someone's not playing this much early in the year. I feel like, she, I feel like it could be another month. She's got a calf injury. It could that's, be another month. That's nagging. Old okay. calf. No one likes a bad calf. All right. Um, week one. Holly, we drafted. 
everyone else in the world drafted with us. Um, who didn't get drafted in week one that was like, hey, F you, I should have been drafted? Strongest case for me, June Endo. I, oh she God. was on my radar in the Challenge Cup. You know, people were really hyped about her. I, I didn't see anything that I thought was that exciting. And she was fire on Friday night. And and she put up one goal, two shots on goal, two cackles, two key passes, 21 points. You didn't even have the assist she had on here, but she also had an assist. I didn't have the assist? No, no. But she racked up 21 points. Oh, that's more than that then. No, I think you included it and just didn't type it. I'm going to look. Yeah. I'm looking. Anyway, that uh, no one cares. Um, <laughs> who who do you think? Who are your draft snubs? Who who's got? I, Emily Fox got snubbed. Now I know you you and I've been talking off mic. One goal, three shots on goal, six tackles. That's twenty two points. All of that against a solid Chicago defense that only gave up six goals during the Challenge Cup. That's very good. Okay. And I, I am, I am uh, encouraged by Louisville looking at the stat line. Do you know they had 47 crosses compared to just eight from Chicago? But 47. I didn't get a chance to sit down and watch this game. I just saw the highlights. But I, so I know the stats don't tell the whole thing. But when you look, passing accuracy above 80%. Possessions above 60%. Like I said, crosses. They had seven corners. It's more than double Chicago. They had 14 shots. That says to me that this team is finding, like, this is this could be an identity thing. Uh, she could be, be an aggressive uh, back. I just, she could be, but I just don't think she, I mean. National team player. She's amazing to watch. She's a national team quality player. I don't think she's going to be consistently productive. For they fantasy. made Chicago clear the ball 39 times. She only put up. 13 points in the challenge cup. Don't care. Total across six games. Cool. How many points did any of the star players put up in the challenge cup? What did, what no, no, did, no. What most did we, of the star players didn't play the challenge exactly. cup. Exactly. She no one played cares. almost all of the minutes in all six games. I don't, I'm, like we said, it's practice. This is when money where your mouth is right. and we'll she see. put the points up. Pick she her got up. snubbed. We'll see. Who else did you have? Or do you just want to go fly through these? Uh, I mean, I think I feel like Heritage made a decent argument for herself to be a goalie. You know, she she showed up. Well, the whole team showed up better, which allowed her to show up better <laughs> in terms of of scoring points for um, for ACFC. Well, the reason I kind of like this Heritage pick, mm -hmm. pick is because it's the extremes. Like we're talking about someone who got owned during the Challenge Cup. Any way you slice it, fantasy wise, you weren't excited. And then all of a sudden you come out against a team that's on fire and you score nine points um, against one of the hottest teams offensively. It's like, oh, maybe we figured something out here. So it's someone to keep your eye on if she keeps putting up a couple more weeks with these kind of numbers. And she plays Orlando. So why wouldn't you try it? Yeah. If you need a goalie. All right. Who's your last one? I like Jasmine Spencer for ACFC again. Like this is another aggressive back, outside back. One shot, seven tackles leading the league, two key passes. Um, she was everywhere. Uh, I know you were talking about you didn't love her game. But uh, fantasy-wise, if you have someone who plays defense, scoring 12 points without a clean sheet. She's a midfielder. She's not defense. She played D. No, she didn't. Okay, you're just gonna, are you just gonna are you gonna call me out on anyway, the show live yes, the I whole am. night? And while you look that up, um, she is amazing at tackle. We watched her 
own people all night long. So I'm not surprised that she led the league in tackles for last week. However, defense. She also was like not that accurate with her passes and wildly inaccurate with her shots. So eh. you could be as inaccurate as you want, as long as you're, as long as I'm seeing the team is using an outside back aggressively. I'm, you're gonna be. You're gonna be. She. She proved. She's like, yeah, I should have been on the roster this week. You know, like Kelly O'Hara. Where is she at? Okay, put me in that spot. But she did play defense. I'm looking. It was Gilles and Reed in the middle and Riley and Spencer on the outside. So there you go. And in the middle was McCaskill, Weatherholt, and Ricaro. Oh. So. That's interesting. Maybe she's maybe she's uh, starting a new career as an outside back because she's been a forward for most of her career. Forward? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, great. I love this outside back. I mean. Actually, I like it too. Let's go. Yeah. I love when they turn forwards into backs. Yeah. You, know, you get that kind of like Sofia Huerta or uh, yeah. Crystal Dunn mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so we want to introduce a fun new segment for the show. <laughs> so we we play. It's four of us. It's myself and you and uh, Jeannie and Jason, our friends. So we want to have a segment. I don't have a drop for it because I didn't do anything cool. So it's just called Two Moves to Make Me a Title Contender. Holly. You had the wonderful task of taking control of Jeannie's team. Yes. What two moves? Now, should we set this up real quick? I'll just fly through it so everyone knows who's on Jeannie's team. Alex Morgan, Kristen Press, Ashley Sanchez, Kristen Hamilton, Christine Sinclair, Kelly O'Hara, Bella Bixby, and on the bench, Jess McDonald, Rocky Rodriguez, Nadia Nadim. What are the two moves that Jeannie needs to make? Okay, so first thing is drop Morgan or J-Mac and pick up um, you know, someone like McCaskill. Just drop Morgan? Here's why. You have, or or trade, leverage Morgan for a trade to get someone, to get someone who, so Jeannie has three people, including Kristen Press, who play in the nine. And people who play way up top are going to get you the shots and the goals, but they're not going to get you any assists or key passes. So she's got to balance her team out and have a couple more people either in the wings or the, or the midfield. So that's why I'm saying either drop uh, I think press is the most uh, productive out of those people. It's going to be the most consistent. So I'm saying drop either Morgan or J-Mac and pick up, you know, midfielder wing or trade, leverage them in a trade for a, a wing or an, or a midfielder. Um, I, I I also had drop O'Hara and pick up Imani Dorsey because O'Hara is you a, just a great player. <laughs> I know it's, it's not off the board anymore because I just picked up Dorsey. But Dorsey. my other suggestion was going to be drop Nadim, pick up Dorsey and trade her to Holly for some offense because you need productive people now, not later. So you don't think Morgan's just going to like drop 30? Like she's definitely got that. Yeah, she's going to drop 30, but not every week. She's going to be volatile. So what about suggestion here? Can I make a suggestion for Jeannie's team? Okay. Drop Morgan after she has a baller week. So it costs more to get her. Like, what if she puts up 28 on week two? Then you could get, like, some serious haul. Yeah, but you're thinking, about, you're thinking about trade equity, not about yeah. winning. The first thing is winning. In order to win early and often, you have to be consistent in generating all of your points. And Jeannie has three people in the nine, and she needs a little bit more diversity on her team in all terms right. of offense. Okay. I've got Jason's team. What's his roster look like? All right. Jason's Your roster. Your favorite roster. Yeah. This roster <laughs> is amazing. Jason, listen up. Trinity Rodman, Bethany Balser, Gunny Jan's daughter, Abby Dahlkemper, Shea Groom, Sophia Huerta, Casey Murphy, 
Uh, Kelia Watt, Haley Mace, and Simone Charlie on the bench, except not Haley Mace anymore. Now June Endo. That's true. He did pick up June Endo, so that's a good start, I think, for him. Yeah. Um, All right. What are his uh, two moves to just to, two to the championship? Uh, okay. Well, I got to somehow make him a title contender with just two moves. So I say get rid of your defensive players that don't do anything. And I'm putting Murphy in there. Murphy and Dahl Kemper are dead weight right now. You need to win. So pick up Ashlyn Harris and Emily Fox. Boom. That shores up your defense, at least for this week. Um, splashy trade is needed, Jason. Um, he needs a one-two punch with Rodman. So I'd package Balser and Huerta for someone who needs some D. So Jeannie and Holly might be in the market for that, but you just picked up Dorsey, which probably not, but Jeannie could be. So I would say see if you can get Alex Morgan or Rose Lavelle or Kristen Press. Um, I think you'll have to give away to get more like someone like Purse or Hatch or Mewis or Sanchez. But I, he can't afford to have two star players on the same team, especially with how thin he is. So I just don't think he should have Rodman and uh, uh, what did I have on there? Um, not Rodman. It's uh, Sanchez and Ball. What's he have? Uh, Huerta and Balser on the same. And it's like, I don't know. I just don't see, you know, I don't like when teams are thin and have double up. Like, I think he needs to shore this up a little bit. So if he could somehow have Trinity Rodman and Alex Morgan, you know, up front, that's much better. Yeah. But he needs Agreed. to trade Balser because I think Balser is great, but just trade her high or something like that. I don't know. I guess Balser and, and Morgan are almost the same player, but uh, you could probably package Huerta too for something. But um, I like what he's doing with June Endo. So he's on his way, and I think he needs like four moves to make himself a title contender. But I think that'd be a good Agreed. start. What, yeah. do you, what do you got for your next team? Uh, well, I got Jared. It's me. Yeah. And I'm going to say trade daily for Balser Endo. Just straight up. I mean, I think... Daly's going to get hers. That's what you're saying. Yeah, but I think that she's going to be maybe less productive than last year. Like last year, she was one of the really top you know, when she played, which frankly wasn't often because of the, all the international play, but when she played, she was one of the top producers in the league. And I, to your point about, you know, Houston team around her, I don't think she's going to be that person this year, but Balser or Endo, I think have a chance to be more consistent than her. And then the other thing I have for you, pray. honestly, is just the pray that Rapino starts playing because what you pray. need I to is, pray is one of my things generate offensive numbers and there's really nobody else that you can pick up that's available that could beat rapino so you either need rapino to start playing because she's going to put up numbers in the 20s every time she plays or you need to trade her to someone who would be really excited about that prospect and is you know either willing or unaware to take the chance that she might not play <laughs> I'm going to go glass half full here with my squad. All right. I put up 66 points. Got the win. Not great. I like to, I like to be pushing that 80, 90, 100 mark. But that's without my first round pick, Mal Pugh. And that's without Megan Rapino, And that's without my defensive stalwart. Stalwart? Megan Klingenberg, who decided to play midfield. Um. So, so I, I think I'm in good shape. I, I'm not nervous. I don't think I need to pray for Rapino. Honestly, I just want Rapino to play like occasionally and to know when it's going to happen um, just to keep her fresh. But I've got Dabinia in there. Like, I like my squad. Um, it's just, I think the disappointing thing for me this past week was the daily Anamanu fish lock. Like, one of those has got to wake up. 
Um, and if one of those play, three players wakes up, I might be trading, like you're saying. David. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You can't have five offen- four offensive players in single digits. No, you can't. But I, I, when you play Jason, you can. Yeah, okay, so, that's fair. Uh, my next team is Holly. She's sitting across me. I said, pick up a defender like Fox or Spencer. Uh, she picked up Amani Dorsey. So there you go. So she followed my advice. She picked up a defender. <laughs> um, and then I said, I think your second move right now needs to be wait and see who gets banged up for your team and see who is desperate later on the season. So it's not a right now move, but when you're stacked like you are right now, I mean, you know this, but it's like, oh, like, psh, that's easy. Like, okay, like, cause you're going to have injuries. Someone's going to get hurt. And then you just, you know, you see how that all plays out. So just wait and see. And, and pray that you don't play Jared in the finals. <laughs> uh, we'll fly through this. All right. I know we're getting a little long. But for week two, it's coming up. Only eight teams are playing. So if I have anyone on here that's not playing, we can just get rid of them. And I think I do. Um, no, let's just run through them. Okay. Start or sit? Jess McDonald. Sit. Louisville's going to get owned by a pissed off OL rain this week. I think I agree. I want to see her do more. Sophia Huerta. Start. Same reason. Uh, Onomonu. Start. She's going to have opportunities against the wave to score. The wave. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a radio. She's playing a radio station. Um, Bethany Balser. Start again. Pissed off. Oil rain is going to go off on Louisville. I'm a, are you a little worried about oil rain having that multiple matches very quickly? Now they're coming right back. I, 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 I'm really like thinking they're going to be resting a lot of bodies, especially if they get an early lead on this team. I mean... They rested Rapino for the whole Challenge Cup game, so they've got her fresh. Yeah, well, hopefully they play her. Uh, I'm not even going to say the next one. Yeah, you are. No, I. this is before I knew. Come on. Alyssa Nair. Sit. They have a bye. That's good. You know what? Now I like that because there could be some people that are just learning about these buys because they were just announced today. Uh, Allie Watt. Sit. She needs to be consistently productive to be a regular starter. But you're going to keep her on your bench? You're not going to dump her? I'm going to keep her on my bench. Kristen Hamilton. Start. She could go off in any given week with this Kansas City squad. Struggle bus recently, though, a little bit. Mm, yeah, even in the last... Not in the Challenge Cup cha- semifinal. What? No, she didn't... They, she scored. Then they just get... Oh, they got blanked. I'm saying regular... For week one, they got blanked. Yep. That's right. She did score last night. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's get bold. Everyone looks forward to this every week. I get all my fan mail. It's actual... Oh, wait. Sorry. Jared's singing. Predictions. It's time for bowl predictions. Nice. A good full set, though, there. Um, Holly, what's your week two bold prediction? Uh, ACFC goes four to one versus Orlando. Wow. Who's scoring all four? Who's scoring four goals? Mm, Jeez. Yeah. Mm, how about. I know who's getting one. Uh, let's, let's go with. Uh, you know, pr- let's go with the press endo McCaskill and then like uh, a dark horse in the lineup. Full predictions, y'all. <laughs> I was just waiting for the full predictions, y'all. By the way, we should recap my bold prediction from last week, which was that Carolyn scores my first fantasy points, which was true. But wait, your first fantasy points? Yeah, the first fantasy points of the season for me. It was. She did. Oh, only four of them. Uh, that's right. But that's right. My bold prediction is Kristen Press is a top five fantasy player this week, and she'll score her first regular season goal with ACFC. Is that bold? No, but neither is mine. I think it's kind of bold, right? Okay. First goal, you know, and top five, top five, Holly. I'm selling okay. it right All now. All right, okay. 
Good sell. Good sell. She scored eight points last week. All right. As we do the outro, I have. I feel like we should announce something important. Can I? Oh. Because we did make a league change. Okay. I, I didn't know how important we were going here, but I, oh. I, I, want, I want to tell everyone right now that I, Holly's literally telling me to push buttons, you know, just with her, with her verbiage. Oh, wait. As There's we two hit the outro. We have to talk about. First, we have to talk about how amazing my fantasy team is because I had five players score over 20 points. I destroyed the field with over 100 points total. You weren't playing the field. I didn't even have a defender because I got so excited about being at the ACFC opening game that I did not connect in my brain that Carson Pickett was not starting, even though she was not starting right in front of me, and I did not replace her with anyone. So I crushed with six players to everybody else's seven. Really quick, Thank congrats on much. that. But I, we're now we're just jamming it. But like, what are we doing now? There's only eight teams playing. Like four teams are suddenly sitting. Yeah. Um, if you're heavy with people, like, is this like you just bite the bullet and you're like, you have to lose week two? I mean, I'm scrambling this week because you have I, a lot. I don't have an offensive player. But here's what we're doing. Like, I don't have, I don't have. You've got no Hatch, no Smith, no Weaver. I know. I don't have no anyone picket. to put. I don't have anyone to put on my. Like there's literally a gap in your yeah, there's roster. A, there's an offensive gap it. in my roster because of the teams that are not playing. Do you want to trade? Trade me Hatch? But we, no. <laughs> we did open up a bench spot. We changed we our, our ruling a little bit. So now we have 11 players on our rosters. So seven starters, four on the bench to yeah. mitigate a little bit of this issue. Yeah, backup defense so, player, which yeah. is needed. Way yeah. way overdue. Yeah. So fantasy, fantasy world, our rules are evolving. Yeah. That was it. That was it. I love that. I love the when the, I love when it just clears. Dead air. Nothing better for a podcast than dead air. Baby. Dead air. Baby. Dead air. I'm hungry. <laughs> I know. Let's make some food. Oh, I'm gonna Jared go make did. Some, uh, I'm going to go eat some of that uh, what, chana masala rice. Is I that did. what you made? I made some chicken. Can't wait. Um, that. Good luck, everyone, in your week two games. Uh, there's only one. You know, this is it. This is it. There's only one game on. Uh, is there a game to? Uh, there's only Saturday Sunday games this week, so you got plenty of time to prepare. There's only one game Saturday, and three on Sunday. So get ready. Good luck this week. Don't forget check out um, check out our Twitter page. I'm always retweeting every team's um, starting nine, starting eleven. What am I saying? <laughs> starting. Starting eleven, um, I do it. Every, I do. We do it every week. So follow us at Keepers Podcast and uh, keep you honest. So half hour before kick, you'll know who the hell's playing, and they'll be like, "Oh, look, Casey Murphy's finally playing again. Great. Oh, Rapino. Hey, great, she's playing. Cool. Put them in your lineup if they are. We'll see you next week. Bye."